Four brothers ride into battle. Man, we're nerds. Gluten-free gladiator Andrew. Caroline. Todd the Brain Willard. What you doing? Dave the Family Man. Shook. Crash and burn. Preston. Paul Sign. Apollo. Piloting the Light Mech Commander. Atomic Power. Feel like we've grown as a podcast? It's a science experiment. So bad, it's good. I thought you were ranting and I zoned out. My bad. The most professional podcast on the internet. Keep doing whatever makes you a discerning geek. The Discerning Geeks Portal. Now recording. Good afternoon, Discerning Geeks. This is the Discerning Geeks Portal, where each week we take a discerning look into all things geek. And we are at it again, going through the alphabet to tell you the best movies A to Z. Now, we're not doing the whole alphabet today. For those who have joined us in the past, we will be discussing this week the letters I through M. No. Well, yeah. maybe. Maybe. If we do four at a time again, it'll be I through L. I through L. Oh, I was trying to add one in there. Yeah. Well, there again, it. we can do whatever we want to. It's just we've done four <laughs> in the past. Well, sadly, listeners, I'm on a tight crunch, so you may hear me drop off at some point during this episode. Um, so let's stick to the L just because I, I don't want to run out of time. And you heard Todd on there, but as always, I like to introduce everyone. I am also joined today by Preston. Say hello, Preston. Sesame Street has prepared me for this my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the temptation of sponsoring this episode is so great, but I'm going to try no, not no, no, to. No, 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 not now, please. Like I said, wait till at least mid-June or maybe even July. I just can't take it right now. Don't worry. We'll get to it. I'll get to it. Don't worry. Yeah, there it is. You see it? You yeah. see that? And we also have Andrew. Say hello, Andrew. Hello. There you go. We're all here tonight. It's a full house. And we are ready to do an episode of Alpha Movie Bet, where we each give you our favorite Alpha. Um, favorite episodes favorite movie starting with a letter and today we're starting with the letter i and just to let people know about our first two alpha movie bet episodes a through d was episode 64 and e through h was episode 73 both came out in 2021 so it really has been a while since we've done one of these but Episode 73, I one day realized was missing from my computer, the, the project file for it, and I'm so obsessive, I actually decided to re-edit that from scratch, and it happened to have a commercial in it for A Letter of the Alphabet, so I redid the commercial, and it was actually expanded by about 25 to 50%. Uh, so if you want to check out that bonus episode, it's the only non-numbered episode we have, and it came out sometime in October 2022. Uh, so if you want to listen to the new Newly edited version of 73, that's when you where you can find that. Nice. Or you can listen to the original 73 and maybe compare the two. <laughs> Who wants to get us started? I don't Do we want to just roll for initiative or is anybody in particular just excited sure. and ready to yeah. get going? Well, now actually in the past we've gone in alphabetical order to stick with the theme of Alpha Movie oh. Bet. But we could do initiative. Uh, well, either way, I, I'd like both. 
See, see, I feel like we should stick with tradition here because that that, that gimmick fits the episode. So okay, uh, yeah, yeah. About it. <laughs> but that means Andrew goes first. <laughs> I'm fine with it if y'all are. All right, Andrew. Do you think you have a movie that we would enjoy starting with the letter I? I say igloo. igloo. I actually have an introduction for this. Oh, okay. So, what's the best word that starts with I? America. Wait, what? So, my movie is Independence Day, starring Will Smith. Nice. Okay, that's a good one. Good choice, (laughs) good choice. Great spelling. I didn't make it very far in the spelling bee, but uh, I had a lot of heart and a lot of patriotism, and this is an amazing movie. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, any honorable mentions? I can't remember. Do we save the honorable mentions till the end, or do we... I think we save them. No, we do honorable mentions along the way. Okay. See, okay. Uh, sorry. Honorable mentions every Iron Man movie. Oh, nice. I'm I'm happy you said every Iron Man movie. All right. I guess I'm next, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You are. Alrighty. So actually, on my list of honorable mentions, Independence Day. Very good movie. I definitely right. had to have that on there. It's it's very high up. Another of my personal favorites that definitely gets an honorable mention, I don't think it gets enough credit, but I just think it's a super fun movie, is The Italian Job. And I I very much enjoyed that movie. But my number one, and this shows how old I am, but even this is older than I am, but it has to be on any greatest movie list. And that is It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I know it's a classic. Well, the, the fun story about It's a Wonderful Life is uh, it got its, um, you know, second wind as a, as a TV special. It, it didn't do very well in the theaters, but like when the uh, TV networks bought it for cheap and started airing it around Christmas time, that was when it really took off as a uh, bona fide classic. Well, alrighty then. <laughs> And uh, with that, I believe Dave has stepped away. And so the next um, letter falls to me. As I'm, as I'm looking around, there, there are several I could do. You know, as much as I'd love to, you know, nominate Tetsuo, the Iron Man, uh, I, I, I don't think that quite fits for uh, this particular uh, block. Uh, but what does fit is the first Iron Man. It is a solid action movie. It is a pretty much a star performance from Robert Downey Jr. And it gets over what was until uh, previously a, you know, comic book only kind of character. Like they, they tried to make a TV show out of Iron Man. It, it did okay, but it wasn't, you know, the X-Men TV show. And, um, you know, up until that point, Iron Man was really kind of a comics only character. And that this really brought him out of his shell and it was exactly what you needed to do. And, you know, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. is Tony Stark for all intents and purposes.
Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Now, you mentioned something about an Iron Man TV show. Was that animated? Yeah, it, there, there was a cartoon in the 90s during the great, uh, great comic book cartoon boom that saw both uh, the X-Men animated series and Batman the animated series become like these huge things. And DC has success with both Superman and eventually the Justice League cartoon. And Marvel tried with various other Marvel properties that, that just never hit like the X-Men cartoon did. And, and I know as I say that, there's probably some deranged, you know, Iron Man, the animated series fan that's in the comments right now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit and stack the deck with my eyes uh, for two reasons. One, my J's are actually pretty light, so I'm going to make up for it with the eyes. And then also, Preston, you took one of my eyes. <laughs> so I have three honorable mentions for I. The first one is Incredible Hulk. We review that movie in episode 52, so check that episode out. I think that movie is just really underrated. A lot of people rank it near the bottom of the MCU, but I thought it was pretty good. I feel the same way about Iron Man 3. Uh, some people have issues with that. I I actually really liked it. I, I think it's way up there for me in the MCU. Uh, then outside of the MCU, I also have a Pixar movie, Inside Out. I think that movie does a great job of exploring psychology and different emotions and kind of getting inside the head of a person. Uh, but then, of course, my number one pick is also Iron Man. Uh, I agree with everything you said uh, earlier, Preston, about that one. I think it's uh, just a really great movie. It's kind of weird that it's the first MCU movie, and to this day, it's still one of the best. The casting of Robert Downey Jr. is perfect. He's got great comic timing. I also love the way the movie is edited to kind of match that great comic timing. It's just a really awesome movie. Uh, I think I give that one an A, and it's one of my favorite MCU movies to this day. I do have a little bit of a quibble with the way he is um, creating supposedly a missile in this cave for these terrorists when in actuality he's making a suit of armor and he's on camera. So you think they'd be able to tell the difference between a suit of armor and a missile. So that's a little bit weird, but the story's got to get going somehow. So I can kind of overlook that for how good the rest of the movie is. I agree. I agree. It's so good that they keep making it over and over and over again. It's it, it, Iron Man is basically the standard uh, new character introduction for the MCU, and in my opinion, oh yeah, like if, if you go back and you watch Iron Man and then Doctor Strange back to back, you'd be like, oh, I get it, I see what you're doing. Okay, interesting. Oddly enough, I've only seen Doctor Strange one time. I've never rewatched it for some reason, so I've never made that connection. Okay, uh, moving on to the Jays. Andrew, we're back to you. Jays, juice, juice. So there's a lot of good options for Jays, but I think that one of the best ones is the first John Wick movie. Okay, yeah, that's a good choice. Undeniably, the most badass movie of all time. And it's just an amazing movie with excellent story, excellent action, just everything is perfect. And he drives a 1969 Mustang Boss 429, which just is icing on the cake for such an amazing badass movie with such an amazing badass car. And I just... 
love it. it's an amazing movie i'm always down to watch it it's great for my honorable mentions i have less notably Zack snyder justice league it was okay probably yeah. one of the best dc movies but is that really saying a lot yeah and much we, more notably batman movies in that statement okay batman movies don't don't count Okay. I'm talking about the DC Cinematic Universe. All right. All right. Just make it true. Just make it true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Batman movies are great. All of them. (laughs) Uh, And much more notably, in my honorable mentions, is Jurassic Park, which almost took the spot for this letter, but just barely got outbeat by John Wick. Uh, You know I love big monsters destroying everything. So dinosaurs running around and destroying everything is just great. It's perfect. Okay. I'm up for J's. I also had Jurassic Park as an honorable mention, the very first one. Um, I mean, some of the other stuff was okay, but yeah. Um, Jurassic Park was my favorite of all of those. And then I also had kind of a sappy one, but I just always love this movie for those who have watched it and like the little romantic comedies. I had Jerry Maguire making honorable mention. Oh, wow. Um, and then my top, and again, a classic, I think you don't get Jurassic park without jaws, the original jaws. I don't even know that I need to speak much on jaws, it is just amazing some of the what they were able to do um, in that movie and, and how some people still to this day fear going into the water just because of the movie. So, yeah, I have that is my Jays. Well, it, it's rather interesting that I've been in this situation because both of my options uh, have been taken and spoken upon. But since it was only an honorable mention in one of them, ah, whatever, I'll go with Jaws here. As Dave said, it's a classic. As Dave said, it it pretty much kicked off the the blockbuster phenomenon that we live in today. The music is iconic. The um, quotes are iconic. And, you know, where where else are you going to find a shark autopsy, skinny dipping, and a case of peach brandy in the same movie? <laughs> and for honorable mentions, of course, you have to go with uh, Jurassic Park. What movie could have done dinosaurs any better? I mean, you know, from being able to actually see the bones move around, you know, in more recent times, we, we've begun to have evidence and see that, yeah, dinosaurs actually had a lot of feathers. This is before that, so they're all just kind of very terrifying lizard-looking creatures that walk around like birds. And so that's, that's pretty fun. And, of course, the ending scene where the Tyrannosaurus Rex appears out of nowhere and eats the Velociraptors. While triumphant music plays and the banner for welcome to prehistoric times falls to his feet or her feet, excuse me. What could be better? We spared no expense. 
Yeah, I did like that line when we reviewed that movie. I think we reviewed Jurassic Park in episode 90, if anybody wants to check that out. So moving on to me, the J's are actually kind of light for me. I'm not as big a fan of the Jurassic Park movies as most people are. In fact, I'm probably kind of an oddball in that I kind of like the Jurassic World movies a little bit more than Jurassic Park. There are also the Jumanji movies. I kind of have mixed feelings about them. I vaguely remember watching the live-action Jungle Book, and that was okay. Uh, But really about the only movie that I have for the Jays is John Wick. And I know that's kind of weird because I've talked before about how I'm not really into very violent movies, and the John Wick movies are definitely very violent. But there's something about that first one that has, I don't know if charm is the right word for it, but it has this neat character study of this guy who has this extreme motivation and you know it's like these these bad guys kind of mess with the wrong guy and they pay the consequences for it and so even though it's bad that john wick is such a uh, an extreme killer at least he's kind of sort of doing it for understandably sympathetic reasons I, I think after that as they start to explore the world of the assassin a little bit more i think it might get a little bit too violent and i think that third movie got a little bit maybe off the rails uh but the first movie i, I do like but sadly i think the the first john wick movie is the only movie in the jays for me and if you're a fan of the John Wick movies, I highly recommend the Raid series of movies. Um, they are a, uh, I want to say, Korean um, action uh, franchise that the stunt coordinator for those films uh, was pretty much brought over for the John Wick movies. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about the Raid. I just haven't seen that yet. You know, John Wick movies are basically canon action films without a lot of the raunchy sex. So it still works. And you just had to remove all of the sexual violence there. Can films. Yeah. And weren't either the actors or stunt coordinator for the raid also used in star Wars, the force awakens. I forget his name offhand, but he is a very in demand action set piece designer at at current standing. I believe he also worked on uh, the winter soldier. Mm hmm. At, at various points, um, or at least uh, when that came out, a lot of people I knew compared the the opening Steve Rogers espionage scenes and elevator scenes to uh, raid action set pieces. And I think we may be running out of time for days, so we might have to speed this up. So let's get back to Andrew for the K's. K's for kangaroo. Kangaroo. For K's, there's some amazing options. But... I just had to I just had to go with killer clowns from outer space <laughs> as the number one K draft pick. I, I just couldn't and I'm a hundred percent gonna make that my real entry for this list is killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> yeah, I can't go along with that based on the movie itself, but I can definitely understand the sentiment. Yes. And some honorable mentions. We have the Karate Kid movies. Amazing movies. Amazing, amazing movies. We have the King Kong movies. Some of them are good. Some of them are amazing. Some of them are bad. And then we have Kung Pao. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably one of the funniest movies I've ever watched in my whole life. 
Yeah, that movie was definitely hilarious for me the first couple times I saw it. I think it didn't hold up quite as well the third time, which is when we reviewed it. Uh, the review for that is episode 91 or 92, I believe. And then the review for Killer Clowns is episode 20. Yes. So actually, Hendry stole my thunder on a lot of them. Now, I really kind of have to preface this. Some of these get honorable mentions just because I know that Dave would have had to mention them. And they are Killer Clowns from Outer Space and <laughs> Kung Pao. They were also honorable mentions but mainly for those sentimental reasons. And I'll even throw King Kong in there as well. That one got an honorable mention. I had a hard time with the Ks. My um, top is the original Karate Kid movie. Um, okay. That was, uh, that's my my big K that I, that I enjoyed, so. Yes. Especially since it spawns Cobra Kai. Which I have an amazing seen, TV show. I mean, I've as seen well. a couple episodes, but and I've heard people. You haven't watched all of Cobra Kai? Yeah, I watched a couple episodes. It, it didn't really like catch my interest that much. So I enjoyed watching it a lot. I think they paid very, very, very much respect to the old Karate Kid movies, and I think it was a great adaptation that they drew from it. All right, Preston, that brings us to you. I don't care what anyone says. This is one movie. Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2. It is Quentin Tarantino at his absolute zenith as a filmmaker and story writer. This is, you know, his tribute to the kung fu action flicks and samurai action flicks that he grew up on. It has an excellent story. As always, the music is perfectly placed. And it's just everything you want in a, you know, Kung Fu samurai action film. I, I, I was never a fan. I mean, I tried them, but it just wasn't my, I'm not, it, a it's very violent fan though. I, I just not a fan of any of his movies. So that's just, that's just me. That's my flavor. So, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I understand that it's very violent for a lot of people, but like, the scene of Sonny Chiba as Hanzo the Razor, excellent reference, by the way, where he has to come to grips with the fact that he has to make another sword, that what he has done and what he has unleashed upon the world has come back to bite him. And so he has to make another sword for the bride is top notch to me. Yeah, I know a little bit about this movie, and it kind of sounds like a, a modern-day classic, but because of the ultraviolence, I haven't really given it a chance. But it sounds like it's uh, quite a spectacle, if nothing else. It, it, no doubt. It's a spectacle. It's very heavily reliant on the... Uh, so, the samurai movies, if you don't know, are very bloody and, mm -hmm. and like, over-the-top bloody. Um, and certainly volume one relies on that a lot. Volume two is much more of a Kung Fu flick. So there's a lot less overt gore. It is, it's much more, um, you know, I can do Kung Fu and I can hurt you without my sword. So yeah. that's kind of like, it, it is also violent, but it, you know, doesn't 
go to the lengths that the first volume does. Yeah. Okay. Todd, what you got in the cave? Okay, so I had to cheat a little bit and contradict one of the rules we set down in one of the first installments of Alpha Movie Bet. Because my Ks are so light, uh, my main entry for Ks technically starts with an A and the K is silent, but I'm going to go with A Knight's Tale. Uh, I really love that movie. It's got a lot of charm, a lot of great character moments. It's got good comedy, good message. Uh, there are parts of the ending that almost make you tear up. I do have a few quibbles with the movie, but for the most part, it's really good. And for details on that, uh, check out our review of it, which is actually episode two of this podcast. And I was already going to list Kung Pao as an honorable mention, like a couple of the other guys did. But just so I'm not a total a-hole, I'll also <laughs> list Killer Clowns as the other honorable mention. So those are my three. That's the best movie ever. That's the Dave vote. <laughs> if Killer Clowns is all the way, then uh, I don't know. What Let's move on to L. Lion, Lion. Andrew, yeah, right. we got a lot more in L than I think in the previous three letters. Really? I, I didn't have a whole lot. Okay, let's see what you got. I already know what y'all are about to say. But for L, I have Battle Los Angeles. No, I'm just kidding. That's a B. As much as I wish I could put that at L, I can't. So I'm going to go with Labyrinth, which is an amazing movie. Oh, Labyrinth is amazing. Yeah. It's a, it's a great movie. And honorable mentions, Battle Los Angeles and The Librarian. Yeah, I think Battle Los Angeles would be a B. No, because there's a colon in there, and something about grammar says that the colon means the first word doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> it's, it must be some of that new math in English that they teach in schools. So I missed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess this isn't rocket science, so I'll, I'll put it down for you. But what was your other honorable mention? Uh... The librarian movies. They were great movies. They are fun. They were good movies. Fun. Yeah. And uh, I think that the show that came after it was phenomenal. Okay. Uh, those were TV movies, right? Yes. Yes. They okay. were TV movies. All right. Okay. All right. I'm up next. I think the rules state that I cannot say what I want to say, but I'm going to say them anyways, and we just won't count it. But I mean... The Lord of the Rings just, I mean, we have to, we, we, we established that we have to, the movie is the Fellowship of the Rings, the Return of the King, and the, the, the Two Towers. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I can't say the Lord of the Rings, but they have to be mentioned under L in some way, shape, or form. So even though we won't count it, Lord of the Rings has to be mentioned. Then I have kind of a hodgepodge of interesting ones that are, are in honorable mentions, and I'm going to go fast. Uh, I have three romance movies in, in L that I, I feel like need to be me mentioned. Love Actually, great movie. Uh, Letters to Juliet, I also find is a very entertaining and fun movie. And then one we record or reviewed on this podcast that gets a very high nod is The Lake House. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to list The Lake House and maybe even Love Actually. Yeah. <laughs> and now kind of a sleeper honorable mention, and I mention it mainly because for those who aren't interested or not familiar with the movie, especially young listeners, it's one of those that is a sci-fi classic that everybody should be familiar with. And that is Logan's Run. 
way back, definitely 60s vibe. You're very close, yeah. but it's not the right answer. Sci-fi movie. Uh, when you're watching all these people in their, their 60s get-ups. The Logan's Run novel, written by William F. Nolan and George Clayton Johnson, was published in 1967. But, the Logan's Run movie, directed by Michael Anderson, was released in 1976. But a great sci-fi movie, um, not great special effects. It doesn't get a lot of press nowadays, but go back and watch that if you can. And then my number one L movie, and this is just because it hits me in the feels. I think I cry every time I watch this movie, and it doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. And I hope everybody out there has seen it. It is the movie Lean On Me. I love that movie, so it gets my... Lean on me. Yeah. <laughs> Top When nine. you're not strong, uh, and I'll be your friend. I'll help, I'll you. help you carry um, but the movie is phenomenal. Everybody should watch it, and that gets my top nod for the letter L. When okay, I talk right. about great music on this podcast, the last five seconds aren't an example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> we talk about good music. We don't necessarily provide good music. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I don't know that I could do any better, by the way. But... um. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna test the limits of of uh, our premise here and say for L, the movie I'm gonna pick is The Last Crusade. Now the full title is Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. No, I think that works. I think, I think so, that works. The the world or the the franchise is Indiana Jones. Uh, I think yeah. that works. I yeah. think that works. And you know what? You know what? I bet you it has a colon. If it has a colon, then Battle LA should be Los Angeles and Battle is the universe. Just saying. I think Dr. I mean, Jones may have lost a colon there at the end when he gets shot. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, <laughs> I'm fairly confident it's the kidneys. Um, oh, kidney. okay. Yeah. Uh, but The Last Crusade is amazing for, for someone that has kind of grown up with a, a, a dad that um, was pretty much ahead in his field. I'm, I'm in the same field. So I, I kind of understand this movie a bit more as I get older. Yeah, it's great. You find the Holy Grail for, for the eighties. It's, it's a really refreshing um, rejection of opulence, which was, for, for those that didn't live through the 80s, and I barely did, I think I had like two years in the 80s that I don't even remember, but the 80s were super opulent because every, like all of the baby boomers came into uh, the prime of their careers and they, they just had more money. And so they just blew it on all this garbage. And Indiana Jones is like, no, the cup of the carpenter is going to be the simplest one. He didn't have any money. So all the jewels and all the gold, all that just leads to death. It's a simple stone cup that provides everlasting life. Like it. I like it. Todd, what you got for L's? Okay. And Dave, you actually took both of mine already. Um, I'm also going to go for the semi-serious Christmas romantic comedy, Love Actually, and the intellectual romantic fantasy, The Lake House. And in my spreadsheet, I've got Love Actually scored just a tiny bit higher, 
but it's also a movie that I keep not getting around to watching the last few Christmases, despite meaning to. So I'll make that my honorable mention and give the top spot to The Lake House, which we reviewed in episode 32 of this podcast. Uh, That movie is kind of a time travel movie, except it's messages that transport through time instead of people. It's got Sandra Bullock, and I'm a big fan of hers. It's also starring Keanu Reeves, and I know people like to pick on him for his acting, but I think he has a really strong performance in that movie. Um, It's charming. It's got a cool concept. I think people ought to check it out and also check out our review. Definitely. Definitely. It's time. We have to pick our favorites, and I don't remember how we do that. (laughs) I don't don't remember how we remember our favorites. So the way we've done it in the past is that each of us nominates a movie to be voted on, but then we can't vote for the same one that we nominate. And we don't even necessarily have to nominate one of our own, because I think that's happened before, where, Dave, I think one time you nominated one that I mentioned uh, that you uh, that you hadn't mentioned, and so you nominated it, but you couldn't vote on it, but then I could vote on it, so I got to vote on my own. So everybody kind of be careful about what you nominate. Do you want to go in the same order? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go alphabetical. Okay. okay. Can you can you list off the iMovies for me, Todd? Uh, yes, I can do that. So for the iMovies, Andrew, you had Independence Day with an honorable mention of the Iron Man movies. For Dave, it was It's a Wonderful Life with honorable mentions of Independence Day and the Italian Job. For Preston, it was Iron Man One. For me, it was also Iron Man 1, with honorable mentions of Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 3, and Inside Out. Then for the Jays, Andrew, you said John Wick, with honorable mentions of Zack Snyder's Justice League and Jurassic Park. Dave said Jaws, with honorable mentions of Jurassic Park and Jerry Maguire. Preston also said Jaws, with an honorable mention of Jurassic Park. And I said John Wick. For the K's, Andrew, you said Killer Clowns with honorable mentions of the Karate Kid movies, some of the King Kong movies, and Kung Pao. Uh, Dave, you said Karate Kid 1 with honorable mentions of Killer Clowns, Kung Pao, and King Kong. Preston, you said Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2. And I said A Knight's Tale with honorable mentions of Kung Pao and Killer Clowns. For the L's, Andrew, you said Labyrinth, with honorable mentions of Battle Los Angeles and the Librarian TV movies. Dave, you said Lean on Me, with honorable mentions of Love Actually, Letters to Juliet, and The Lake House, and Logan's Run. Preston, you said Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. And I said The Lake House, with honorable mention of Love Actually. Okay, so am I nominating for each letter individually or no no just overall no you pick one out of, pick one overall out okay uh i'm going to nominate john wick one mm. i think that's the best we've got all right that's an interesting choice dave what is your nomination i think i'm gonna go again with one that i did not mention but i think belongs somewhere in the top of all list and that is a knight's tale Oh, nice. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. Okay. Preston, your nomination? It has to be Jaws. 
we can't escape this. Okay. All right. Uh, my nomination kind of by default is the first Iron Man movie. Dave, I'm glad you picked A Knight's Tale. I was thinking maybe you or Preston might pick Iron Man 1, and then I would have said A Knight's Tale. So I'm glad to have two of my picks nominated. So our nominations are the first John Wick movie, A Knight's Tale, Jaws, and the first Iron Man movie. 40 seconds of the geeks trying to remember the voting order and methodology. Redacted. Yeah, you can't vote for what you nominate. And uh, if you want to do a stump speech... You can, but you, you know, th- that's your main thing. So, like, I can't vote for Jaws. Andrew can't vote for Killer Clowns. You can't, uh, Dave can't vote for Night Cell, and Todd can't vote for Iron Man. I can't vote for John Wick, but oh, I John wish Wick. I could. I wish I could vote for Killer Clowns. <laughs> 25 more seconds of Dave still thinking we voted differently the last two times. Redacted. Or, Todd, we could almost do an elimination series and vote them off. But I don't know if we want to change the system. Well, let's keep the system we got. Yeah, we might have to come up with something different if there's a tie, but let's try to keep the original system first. So, Andrew, you're up first for the vote. I am going to vote for Iron Man 1. I think that it's probably one of the best MCU movies, and it really paved a way for the rest of the MCU up until after Endgame when everything started going to crap. So it really just cleared a path. Iron Man is a great character, and I I, I really enjoy that movie. So I'm going to vote for Iron Man 1. Okay, good. Nice. So, Dave, what do you vote for? So I cannot vote for A Knight's Tale. Right. I did not like John Wick. I think Iron Man was a little overrated as far as oh, no. this list goes. Um, wow. So I'm going to go with Jaws. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. Uh, Preston, where does your vote go? Uh, out, of, out of my three remaining choices, I have to side with Iron Man. Yay! As nice. I say, it's pretty much the standard MCU. We're going to introduce you to a new character movie. Um, they have remade that movie at least three other times. Um, you know, it, it, it was just such a breath of fresh air when it came out in 08 that like yeah people people were ready to like have fun again and iron man was fun and uh it it came out against the dark knight and the dark knight is more respected but you know it's a fun movie it's a fun superhero action movie and for a long time america didn't know how to have fun because we were in the middle of the war on terror and so that kind of reignited fun at the box office again. And that's it. You know, Iron Man's the pick. If I can't vote for Jaws. Yeah, and I can't vote for Iron Man because that was my nomination. So for reasons already stated, I'm going to vote for A Knight's Tale. And that means that we already have a winner. It is uh, one vote for Jaws and A Knight's Tale, but two votes for Iron Man. So Iron Man is our winner. Yay! So from our first two Alpha Movie Bet episodes, I think for A through D, Avengers Infinity War was the winner. And for E through H, I think it was... I think it was one of the the Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring, maybe? Oh, no, it was Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. 
So we could continue the episode by maybe backtracking and reviewing some of our previous letters to see if maybe we have any revisions. Also, Preston, you weren't with us yet for our first two MovieBit episodes, so maybe you might have some picks that you want to share for those. Uh, Dave, at what point do you need to drop? Is it now or in a few minutes? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to say my goodbyes. Um, I'm not going to get too deep. I will tell our listeners just before I get off, because I always think it's important that uh, I'm going to ask you to, hey, share our podcast with others. Let them know that we're here. That's the only way that a podcast can grow. And we love you guys that are listening to us. And we hope that you enjoy us enough just to spread the word. So tell people about our podcast and where they can find us. We're on pretty much all the platforms from Stitcher to Apple Podcast and everywhere. So definitely um, spread the news about the Discerning Geeks portal. You can always comment. Tell us what your favorite movies are in these letters. Tell us if we totally botched it and missed something big by emailing us at discerninggeeks at gmail.com, on Twitter at discerninggeeks, and on Facebook, the Discerning Geeks Portal, a podcast, the Discerning Geeks Portal podcast. Um, we look forward to hearing from you. And like I said, we, we love all of our listeners. Guys, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate you letting me hop on for a little while and join you. And hopefully you guys have a great rest of the episode and I will catch you on the flip side. Okay. So for the rest of the episode, we can backtrack a little bit through our previous letters, uh, A through H and Andrew, you and I can talk about any revisions that we have, any additions, changes, anything like that. And then as we go, Preston, if you either have a list or you can think of some stuff off the top of your head, then you can give us some of your picks. So I guess we will start with the A's. Does anybody have anything for A's? A's or Apple. Ah, ah, Apple. Well, um, since it seems to be the Avengers were kind of mentioned in in um, the first episode, I believe, I'll, I'll go ahead and say Endgame. I know okay. it, it's, it's the Infinity War should be you know, part one and two, but there, I agree with the red letter media hypothesis that Endgame is the end of the blockbuster franchise movies. You can't get any further. You built that up for over 15 years and you finally get the payoff. And that's, that's what you want. That's what serialization is for. And it's going to take a while before they get back to where they were here and I don't know if they ever can. I kind of have oddly mixed feelings about Endgame. I've really only seen it the one time. And there's some undeniably great things in it. But I also have some issues with that movie. And every time I think I ought to watch it again to give it a chance, I think about the things that I don't like. And I, it makes me not want to watch it because I'm afraid I'm going to dislike it again or maybe even dislike it more the, uh, the second time around. And you mentioned that it took 15 years for them to build up the, the MCU, but really it was less than that because it began in 2008. Uh, Endgame was in 2019, so that's a span of 12 years. But I think there was a gap year in there because I think no MCU movies came out in 2009. So in a way, there were 11 years of active movie releases that they developed these 
20 some 30 some movies yeah it's definitely a huge spectacle and a huge accomplishment for a franchise so yeah i think it's definitely a a, a good pick even though i've like i said i kind of have my own personal issues with it andrew do you have anything for the a's any any uh revisions to your previous picks Mm, i still think infinity war is on top yeah yeah me too uh, I think it's just, I mean, there's a lot of good movies starting with A, but I just don't think you can make an argument that Infinity War is not the best. I think it's just too good. Everything is perfect. And mm-hmm. I just can't think of a reason why anything else would top it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we've got two Avengers movies at the top. Um, I don't have any revisions to make to the A's, but I do want to point out that we reviewed quite a lot of movies that begin with A. In episode 23, we reviewed The Adjustment Bureau. Number 48 was Alien. Number 57 was The Avengers. And more recently, number 92 was About Time. 118 was Ant-Man. And we've had two versus episodes with A movies. 112 was Oblivion versus After Earth, and 114 was Deep Impact versus Armageddon. So moving on to the Bs. I would like to put up, and this isn't what I would put on top at all, but it's an amazing movie. And I would like to put up the first Black Panther movie, which mm-hmm. is just a great movie. It's a good, good movie, good feeling, good hero. I think everything was great. I think it was such a shame when Chadwick Boseman passed away. So I just had to put it there. But I also want to put up the new Batman movie that came out with Robert Pattinson. Oh, okay. And I actually like that movie a bunch. Uh, I've grown to like it more and more as time has gone on and as I've rewatched it more and more. So I would actually like to put that up there. And of course, you have the other Batman movies, and I have to say it, Back to the Future 2. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Back to the Future 2 is like top three favorite movies of all time for me, right up there with like Predator. But uh, I think that the new Batman movie deserves a shot at the title, even though I don't think it'll get it. Well, what we're doing right now is just kind of unofficial. If we ever go, if we ever go back, I would probably nominate the new Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we'll redo the list someday. Uh, Preston, do you have anything for the bees? The '89 Batman was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, and wow. it, it it was responsible for one of my first nightmares, and it's made Batman like the premier uh, superhero in my mind from childhood. This episode was recorded before the premiere of the Flash movie, and Todd mentioned here that Michael Keaton's Batman was supposed to appear. That wasn't a spoiler, even at the time, because he was in the trailer. I'm going to wait on the Flash. I think the Flash has a lot, a lot of potential. But the thing about DC is the more potential it has, the more I'm scared to go see it. Because there's no telling what they're going to do with it. But honestly, the best thing they can do with Flash is just reset the whole DC timeline while they're at it. <laughs> and we can see, start from the beginning. <laughs> see, uh, you know, Flash in the comics and, and Flash and animated media and all that. Flash works because Flash is the most human out of all of the DC heroes. And 
you know, un- until you attach him to a treadmill and he can run through time, you know, that that's, that's a thing. But Flash is the most human and all of his villains, while, you know, the Batman villains are, you know, humans in and of themselves, they're the worst versions of us. A lot of the Flash villains are just guys that have like a bad time and like they got lucky working in their garage or in their basement and invented like a freeze ray. And now they've devoted so much time to this freeze ray that they're behind on their mortgage and their wife's threatening a divorce. if They don't figure some way to like get, get the mortgage payment and the lights back on. So they start robbing banks. So if we go that way with flash, then yeah, we're going to have some fun. If we try to make Flash Batman, we're going to have some problems. And yes. I don't know if Reverse Flash is in this, but like, if he is, I'm concerned because Reverse Flash is uh, very... Honestly, honestly, I hope not because yeah. I don't trust them. And Reverse Flash is an amazing, amazing villain, especially in the comics. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's the point. Like, Reverse Flash is kind of like Flash's Joker. Yeah. And if if you introduce that route too soon, uh, I get a feeling that they they might lean too heavily into the "Hey, it's Batman again" problem yeah, that DC so. runs into now. From some of the reviews I paid attention to, I get the feeling that it's still the Flash's movie and that he's not overshadowed by Batman. So maybe maybe that's a good thing. Uh, we actually reviewed the 1989 Batman movie in episode three of this podcast. And I won't bother with all the episode numbers, but scroll through our list of episodes for other B-movie reviews, including Big Hero 6, all three Back to the Future movies, Black Widow, Blade Runner, Battle Los Angeles, Batman Begins, Beetlejuice, and Black Adam. And next up are the C's. Teaser cut. Cut. See, I'm, I'm trying to think of some good C movies. And Conan like the Barbarian is a good movie. I don't know if I would put it as best. Why not? But it is a good movie. Conan the Barbarian is one of those excellent movies that it's a great picture, but it's also one of those where it's like, yeah, Conan's great, but you know, you can't show it to everybody. Like, you're not going to sit grandma down and Why not? be like, hey, grandma. Let's all watch this cannibalistic orgy scene where Let's do it. Conan lops the head off of two guys. Now we're having fun. And uh, so you can't you can't really sit the entire family down with Conan the Barbarian. Don't be ridiculous. The, the, the one that kept popping in my head, you really can't sit the whole family down with and doesn't even count because it begins with a T. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll put a pin in that. But yeah, Conan works. Conan's good. That's amazing. You just can't watch it with your whole family. Any- Anything with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't know, dude. You, you really need to see Last Action Hero to test that theory. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, well, anything with Arnold Schwarzenegger, I automatically appreciate so much more. Absolutely, yeah. Listen, I, I know you do, but like Last Action Hero, it, <laughs> even Carrie Fisher couldn't couldn't make that thing work. <laughs> Like that, that script is a mess. <laughs> um, there's only one way to find out, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't have any revisions to make to the C's, but just to take more opportunity for shameless self-promotion, the C movies we reviewed include Captain Marvel, Captain America, the first Avenger, 
Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe, Children of Men, Conan the Barbarian, which we just talked about, and Clue. Yes. I can't believe I forgot about Clue. That totally needs to get nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen I, I, I have to do this because I, I have so many exes that love that movie and they will hunt me down if I don't say Clue was good. And so, like, to the Loudon sisters, to Mary, to Susan, and Gina, I loved Clue. I loved watching it with you. Please don't hurt me because I didn't say Clue. Yeah, I think I was in the minority on Clue. I, I wasn't fond of that one. But uh, that was episode 109, so check out that review. And I guess we'll move on to the Ds. Ds or dog. D- d- dog. Now, I do have a new movie for the Ds, but I'll let you guys go first. For the D, it's got to be Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Yes. The yes. premiere Nolan... Uh, Batman movie like Ledger pretty much defined what the Joker is now there's Heath Ledger's version there's Jack Nicholson version and there's Mark Hamill's version and you 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 pick one to emulate and most people pick Ledger now and that's just a performance that's impossible to follow and with the the mythology of Hollywood and just like how it became like there's still people that believe that a lot of the issues really cropped up from for Ledger from him falling into the Joker into that role so it, and uh, it's it's a solid movie like Aaron Eckhart does a great job as Harvey Dent Christian Bale does another great run as Batman and then you have just doing amazing Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon just doing amazing things Morgan Freeman is Lucius Fox. Excellent. Yeah, that movie has great casting with a lot of really huge actors in it. And I'm kind of surprised sometimes how uh, superhero movies are able to get such huge actors. For some reason, I would just think that they wouldn't want to be in those kind of movies. But this movie is just loaded with them. The script is so good. I mean, that's I ha- like if Michael Caine is in a movie, Michael Caine has read has done the, the Michael Caine uh, script approval test, which if you don't know, Michael Caine, uh, whenever he gets a script, he reads the first page of the script where his character appears in the last page of the script where his character appears. And if <laughs> the character isn't different, he doesn't take the movie. So story to pass the Michael Caine test, the, the Morgan Freeman test, of course, Bale Bale was in it. In either way, Ledger was in it either way because he was trying to wash off the stink of something that failed for him. Oh, oh, it was Brokeback Mountain that didn't that didn't work like he had wanted it to. Which you know, it, it's not a bad movie. It's just it, it, it's a hallmark movie, really and truly. When you break it down, it's it, it's pretty cheesy. I think he was also in some kind of stinker that may have been directed by the same director of A Knight's Tale, but I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, that, that was the thing. I couldn't, there, there was something in between Brokeback Mountain and The Dark Knight that really tanked it. Like there was rumors it was going to tank his career or whatever. There was something in between and he, he comes into The Dark Knight trying to regain a lot of the buzz that he had coming out of Brokeback Mountain because he's good in that. No matter what you want to say about the movie, he is good in that. 
so he, he he comes into this movie with something to prove and he just knocks it out of the park makes an iconic performance and finally gets the oscar that he he wanted for years at that point yeah i totally agree with you about the dark knight it's one of just a few movies that i give an a plus to and i think when we did this the first time around it might have been my pick as far as the movie you're thinking of maybe it was imaginarium of dr parnassus maybe the imaginarium of dr parnassus came out after because that's a terry gilliam movie and he he was going around junkets during the dark knight saying that like oh do you think his performance in the dark knight is so great but the imaginary of dr parnassus is, is the best role he's ever done and people were like come on bro really nah what's he do and yeah it, it's he he kind of looks at the can it was a brother's grim that's what it was yep I, I just found it i was getting ready to say the same thing yeah so he does Brokeback Mountain, the serious uh, romantic drama, and then he does The Brothers Grimm and that thing. Yeah, oh. yeah. I've never seen it, but I've heard about it and it sounds terrible. He's not bad in it. It's just everything else around him is pretty awful. And so he comes into The Dark Knight with something to prove, and he's got to watch the stink of this like goofy, midway, sword and sandals monster movie. Uh, off and you know he 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 succeeds he knocks it out the park he gets his oscar yep yep so just to keep things moving some of our previous d movie reviews were for the dark crystal deadpool dune down periscope dark city and two of our versus episodes were deep impact versus armageddon and dante's peak versus volcano But the recent movie that I want to add as my new honorable mention for the D's is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. That was a great movie and probably the best one that we reviewed in quite some time. It had great writing, acting, directing, special effects. It was funny, adventurous, but also heartfelt. The ending made me cry both times I saw it. And that's not something you would expect from a D&D movie, but it delivered anyway. Uh, sadly, it didn't do well at the box office, despite deserving better. So I'm a little bit worried that we're not going to get a sequel. And, you know, in, in, in my cruel sense, that's kind of what I want for this movie is I want it to be like this cult classic that people just latch on to mm-hmm. because it is really great. And like, I, I want it to be one of those things where it just gets this second life on wherever it lands. Like if it lands on Amazon Prime, I want it to be like the number one most watched movie on Amazon Prime or Netflix or wherever it ends up because it is really good. I think it's going to drop on Paramount. It, it did drop on Paramount. This episode has been held back due to audio issues that took extra editing time to clean up. At this point, D&D, Honor Among Thieves has been on streaming for quite a while and is currently available on Paramount+, Plus, MGM+, Plus, and Fubo TV. Check out the Geeks review of that movie in episode 124. So, Andrew, have you seen that movie? I have not. I'm going to. I'm pretty sure you'll like it. I hope you do. If you watch it, let us know. Yeah, yeah. I will. Moving on to the E's. E's, elephant, elephant. Anybody have any additions or revisions to the E's? Mm. Yeah, E's a tough letter. 
Let me see. What did we say last time? I don't remember everything exactly. Um, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back is the one that won. I think I also mentioned Election as an honorable mention. Maybe also Ender's Game. Um, There's also Edge of Tomorrow. Um, Andrew, actually, you might have mentioned Enemy Mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did mention that. Mm-hmm. So but Empire so, Strikes Back definitely deserved to win that. Yeah, of course. But since since I am here now and I, I get to be kind of the horror movie guy, let me throw out and also let me add one action movie to the list. But let me throw out the the two big E's for, from horror: um, The Exorcist and yes. The Evil Dead. Both of those movies are you know, cornerstones of horror. If you're trying to make a low budget, cheap movie and you're trying to do it really well, you can't do any better than the evil dead. And that is Sam Raimi's original entry into the series. And I believe the genre itself, I don't know if he had another uh, run, but the fun thing about it is he uses a lot of his because he he paid for college by being a magician. And so he learned all of these tricks being a magician and apply them to the filmmaking in this movie. Like a lot of the shots that are really innovative at the time and a lot of the um, like the floating scenes and any kind of moving objects you see in the movie were all from his time working as a magician. Of course, The Exorcist is a, a cornerstone of not just horror, but film in general. There are millions of words about that movie, and all of them sing its praises. You should see it. For an extra entry, or well, two, because I'm, I'm looking at it, and it's got to be these two. One is the John, uh, John Carpenter entry for action that is escape from new york it is john carpenter at his peak nihilism you know here's our chance to bring world peace and and save everything but we're all going to be under the american uh the american empire and what is the hero that john carpenter invents do but he steals the tape that could unite humanity and burns it with his cigarette and of course, finally, because it has to be here, is ET the extraterrestrial. Oh yeah, that oh, is yeah. That That's is awesome. a cornerstone of family film. That is, you know, Steven Spielberg at his most heart tugging, and it's the sole reason that Reese's Pieces exist. If you enjoy Reese's Pieces, you should thank ET the extraterrestrial. <laughs> Yeah, so you list some really big movies in there, uh, some of them being horror movies. I think I might have seen some of them, at least bits and pieces, but I don't know if I've seen any of them all the way through. Like the only one that I can imagine you sitting through is The Exorcist because it has such a thing. And even then you'd be like, wow, no, that's not for me. I don't think I can sit through some of them, but I have seen bits and pieces. And of course, E.T. is also a big one. And Andrew... Your mom, Dave's sister, has issues with that movie, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yes. Yes, she does. Yeah. So, Andrew, do you have any updates to the E's? Uh, no. 
I don't think so. Before we move on, check out our previous reviews for e-movies, which include Enemy Mine, Ender's Game, both the book and the movie, and The Entity. Uh, moving on, does anyone have any updates to movies starting with F? Free Guy is an amazing movie. Very funny. Ryan Reynolds. Let me even just one second here. Yeah, while you're looking up your F movies, I was also going to mention Free Guy uh, because we reviewed it, and it's not necessarily one of my favorites, but the reason I was going to mention it is that's the one episode of this podcast not edited by me. Andrew actually did that one. Uh, so check out that review. Yeah, you, you should do that again, Andrew. You should edit another episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, hmm. I, I wouldn't want to take away from Todd's thunder. I'm just saying, you're the one on summer break without a job. Not yet, actually. <laughs> I've well, I mean, eventually, at some point. In yeah, the I think I get out uh, August. Okay, so <laughs> for the S, all right, because it, we, as the horror guy, we gotta, I gotta throw some love on the original Frankenstein. I, yeah. I have to. It, it's, it's one of the. Um, cornerstones of horror film in general, I believe one of the first uh, horror movies outside of The Witches, which was a silent film, and I believe predating Nosferatu was the original Frankenstein. Um, but I may have that wrong, and, and Nosferatu may have happened and then Frankenstein. But Frankenstein... Um, the Universal Classic was one of the original censored horror movies of its day. It was, it was deemed too terrifying for the line, Oh God, I finally know what it feels like to be God. And the, the British government said that it was too extreme to be shown in England unless they cut the, the line out. So they added in a uh, thunderclap effect in England. And then for years... An unedited version of the film toured uh, uh, midnight movie screenings and all that, which was, you know, fun and, and one of the big traditions in, in the horror subgenre. Another movie that has to be mentioned is uh, Fight Club. Yes! I can't believe I didn't say Fight Club. Yes. Fight Club is a movie based on a book by an author named Chuck Paladon. It is a critique of not just 90s capitalism and toxic masculinity, but also has served to be the uniting cry for all goths, theater kids, and just out-and-out weirdos in high school. From, from the time it was released until today, you can always find a group of kids in either Pink Floyd shirts, Led Zeppelin shirts, or, you know, I guess it would be My Chemical Romance now. And, and they'll all sit and they'll watch Fight Club and have their minds blown okay. at what they yeah, see. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm not one of those kids, or at least I hope not. But I really appreciate Fight Club. I think there's some amazing concepts and ideas and philosophical ideas that actually get brought up in Fight Club. And I just enjoy Fight Club so much and its representation of those ideas. 
and it's, it's it, a very good movie as a movie on its own at face value it is also good and yeah, oh it's great it's it's one of those movies that has escaped the intent of its author like and and it's just become so much to so many people and uh, that's always fun to see and finally for the 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 kid friendly portion of this you have to you have to look at finding nemo <laughs> and like if i if i'm going to sit here and i'm going to say oh it's all about the dad movies finding nemo might be one of the original be a better dad movies <laughs> yes. that, that Disney made. Yeah, I'll definitely go along with Finding Nemo. I think that was one of my honorable mentions the first time around. Yes, yes, yes. Now, Preston, you mentioned horror movies. Yes. And I believe the last time we were at F, I probably brought up Fear Street, specifically Fear Street 79, which in my opinion is one of my all-time favorite <laughs> horror movies. So I'm not going to talk about it here because you can probably just go back to our older episode and yeah, watch yeah, and talk you, about you, it there. Yeah, we're, we're like a streaming service. You got you got to watch the old episodes, make sense of the new ones. Yeah, you need continuity. So yeah, exactly. That just I just had to mention that though. That still uh, has a place in my heart. I would be really interested to see what you thought of Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that movie sounds familiar. I've probably seen it, but I don't. Oh my gosh, Cabin. Ah. Uh, you, you should look that up if, if you. I, if I need a Google search. Yeah, give me give me a second. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah, I haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, but unless I'm thinking of something different, I kind of know the gimmick of that one. So I'm mildly curious about the ending, but again, I, I don't know if I could sit all the way through it since it's still a horror movie. See, see, it, it's got enough. There, there's a solid enough script around it that. I feel like you would still enjoy it if you if you could find like a edited for TV version, mm-hmm. like like an like if you could find an edited for Todd version, uh-huh. basically. <laughs> we need Todd friendly movie. versions of all horror movies. <laughs> yeah, That'd be yeah, amazing. You know, Todd, Todd needs the Weenie Hut Junior version of uh, a lot of the horror movies. But if you could find it, like the script's still solid enough, I think you would enjoy it. Okay, maybe I'll check that out eventually. No guarantees, though. Uh, besides Free Guy, the only other movie review for S that I can think of is From Hell, which was episode 87, so check that out. Uh, we've still got two more letters to go, and we might need to speed up a little bit, so let's move on to the G's. G's a gorilla. G-g-gorilla. The G's belong to Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. They're the beautiful, they're the only, they're the Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, four, you know, educated but goof-offs you know, make, make their way doing things that no one else does. And we, we have a great time with our scientist Peter Venkman, Ray Stance, Egon Spangler, and eventually... Winston Zedmore, and uh, it's it's a wonderful movie, top to bottom. I could probably quote you the first one verbatim. I've seen it so many times. Yeah, I love that movie. Just real quick, how do you feel about Ghostbusters 2 and Ghostbusters Afterlife? I think Ghostbusters 2 tends to get some grief, but I actually kind of liked it. And Afterlife is a mixed bag, but mostly positive in at least the first two-thirds. 
I appreciated Ghostbusters 2 because it came out when I was still a kid and it, you know, it was just more Ghostbusters. Now that I'm older, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's the same movie again. So I understand the criticism, but you know, it still has good moments. It's still a pretty solid script mm-hmm. and you know, they, they did, they did do well there uh, for afterlife. Admittedly, I've never seen the whole thing. Oh, I saw what I needed to see to get the, the nostalgia bump. And one day I will sit down with the whole thing and I will watch it and I will, the, the child inside of me and the adult inside of me will have a very long discussion and probably come to the consensus that it was okay. Okay. Um, Andrew, do you have any uh, revisions to your G's? Ghostbusters are always good. Godzilla's are always good. Gremlins, amazing. Uh, Galaxy Quest. And we, bo- we reviewed both Gremlins and Galaxy Quest. Uh, yeah, those reviews were close together. Galaxy Quest was episode 24 and Gremlins was episode 26. They were amazing movies. Good movies. Completely different. I don't know why I'm talking about them like they're the same movie, but they're <laughs> good movies. Godzilla as, as a franchise is near and dear to my heart. It always will be. Um, it, it's... In in more recent years, it has gotten much better treatment. If you really want a good, terrifying Godzilla experience, I recommend Shin Godzilla. It's written by Hideki Anno, who wrote Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is a anime. I could I could start talking about that movie and be here for the next three hours or talk about that anime and be here for the next three hours. And you'd still barely have scratched the surface because there's so much in there. And with Shin Godzilla, Anno really nails down um, what his idea of the Kaiju are. And I feel like it, it gave Godzilla his teeth back. And that's something he hasn't had in, in a long time. And the, the 2014, is Godzilla the pro wrestler yeah. getting his due respects? Uh, the the Shin Godzilla is Godzilla the monster getting his due respects. And real quick, does Shin Godzilla fit into any kind of continuity or is it more of a standalone movie? It is uh, pretty much a standalone. Okay. All right. Uh, well, before we move on, the only other G movie that I can think of that we reviewed that we haven't already mentioned is is Gattaca, and that was episode 54, so everybody check out that review. And now moving on to the H's. H's are hot. Hot. As the horror movie guy for the H's, I have to include the what is considered probably the peak of the slasher genre. And that's Halloween. There are people that will sit here and say the Black Christmas is is what you want. There will people that will, you know, decry and rev their chainsaws and say that it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But at the end of the day, all horror fans know when when you're talking 70s slashers, there's Halloween and then there's everything else it gave birth to. And 
that's that's John Carpenter at his best. And you know, it's it's everything you want in a in a scary movie. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't have made another one. <laughs> they shouldn't have made four more. They shouldn't have made nine more. They shouldn't have made ten more. Just that first Halloween movie. That's all you need. But you know, we got we got to make a dollar, and yeah. we got to capitalize on on brand recognition. Which sounds kind of like Highlander. There should have been only one. There, there should have been only one Halloween. There should have been only one Highlander. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, Andrew. Any revision to your H's? I would like to put a Hacksaw Ridge. Amazing movie. Love that movie. Great, great movie. Now, we did this the first time around. I had trouble with the H's, so I had Hacksaw Ridge and uh, Hidden Figures, both as honorable mentions. So, Andrew, at the time, had you not seen it, but you have seen it now? Yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I've only seen that movie one time, but it has an interesting concept. Um, Andrew Garfield plays a combat medic, I think, in the Army during World War II, maybe one, but I think it's two. Uh, Because of his religious beliefs, he refused to hold or fire a weapon, so he makes himself useful by carrying dozens of wounded soldiers, one by one, off the battlefield, down a steep cliff, and to the infirmary. It's really well done. Uh, Okay, so that brings us up to date with our previous letters, and today we covered I through L for the first time, and our big winner today was... Iron Man. It was Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, thank you. So Iron Man joins our previous winners of Avengers Infinity War and Empire Strikes Back. So if we eventually do enough of these to cover the whole alphabet, then we can vote on an overall winner. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, Dave has already plugged our social media accounts, which we admit we need to do better at. But send us an email and let us know what your favorite movies are for these letters that we've covered so far or for the letters yet to come. Actually, uh, Todd, I forgot to mention something for A. Okay. I've I've recently watched All Quiet on the Western Front 2022. There's been like three iterations of the movie. It was a good movie. Okay. I'm not going to go too in-depth. It was a great movie. Okay. Also, right. for, for the A's, I, I have to include um, Out and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Oh. Um, <laughs> for the D's, I have to include uh, the Deathly Hollows Part 1 and 2 for Harry Potter. Otherwise, girls I know will murder me. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, yeah. So... The reason I laughed when you said Abbott and Costello is because I know that's a selection you added to our portal list. Yeah, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein is an amazing movie. Yeah, so I know that's one of your picks. And then for Deathly Hollows, I was kind of disappointed in part two, and I remember part one being boring and really frustrating. I, I don't know if they should have split those up into two movies. I mean, Order of the Phoenix is, is the peak of the series in my mind. Yeah, I agree. I like that one too. But uh, Deathly Hollows is a, is a great for for a movie franchise that started out as this this kid friendly yay Harry saves the day to end up with oh no now your friends are dying and y- you might actually lose your life Harry it, it is a great progression and uh, quality writing in in my mind. <laughs>
Yeah, I think my problem with Deathly Hollows Part 2 is that Dave Teague uh, spoiled me on the books. I didn't read the books, but I, I told him, just go ahead and tell me what happens. And so he described what happens, and I was actually looking forward to certain key scenes in the movie from what he described in the book. But really, just him describing the book, I felt was better than what was on screen. See, that, that's the problem. When, 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 you talk to, when you would talk to David Teague, and he would tell you about something, he had the best version of whatever he was talking about. The, the version that was in his head of uh, Ice Pirates and, and, yeah. and, uh, and what's, what's another one he would always do? Not, not Kung Pao, but um, there, there was another one. Um, oh, oh, the, his version of Blackula was <laughs> amazing. Like, Blackula's still a good movie. I feel like we should review Blackula as a podcast. But the version that he would talk about with Blackula was simply phenomenal. And the version that's on the screen is almost there. They just needed a little bit more money yeah, to yeah. David Teague's version of reality. Yeah, I don't know if he ever talked about Blackula with me. I, I think one time on this podcast he mentioned maybe Vampire in New York, because I do kind of vaguely remember him mentioning a comedic vampire movie, but I don't think it was that one. No, no, Blackula is very much not a co- comedic movie. Oh, okay. it, it would be it would be a, a vampire in New York, um, but um, which is also a fun movie. I don't know if I would recommend you watching it. Maybe... You can watch the the clips on YouTube and get the idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Blackula. It's a great movie. Okay. Right. Also, Dracula is a great movie as well. Yeah. The the uh, the original Universal movie. They're really good. Solid, solid movie. That has one of the first film appearances of Cardboard. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> when Cardboard was new. Uh, it, it was it was being used to help with the lighting, and it, it, it doesn't fit the Victorian setting of the movie at all. And collectively, we've all just kind of blocked it out that there's this giant piece of cardboard in front of her lamp in that scene. It's it's pretty okay. hilarious when you hear the story. Okay, I, I think we could go on all day, proven by the fact that I thought we'd be able to do this little recap kind of quickly, and, and we ended up adding probably another 30 to 45 minutes to the episode. Uh, so, kind of want to wrap things up, so I just want to tell everybody to be well, be safe, and continue to enjoy whatever makes you a discerning geek. Thank you for listening. Salutations. May the force be with you. Always. Top when nine. you're not strong, uh, and I'll be your friend. I'll help, I'll help you. Yeah. Can-